get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. of the Blues, Chris Kerber, who is sitting in for Brandon Kylie today and tomorrow and Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Alex Ferrario. It is BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line now and welcome in our favorite celebrity, the Joe Vitale. Joey V, how are you today, my man? Alex, doing well. Curbs doing well. I feel like I just talked to you guys a couple minutes ago. <laughs> that was last night, but uh, hanging, in good, hanging in tough, guys. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Joe, my day started with a little Marlon Perkins Wild Kingdom. So I figured I'd get you. I love him. Yeah, I figured I'd get you. Yeah, brought to you by Mutual of Omaha Insurance Company. (laughs) I I thought I'd get your thoughts on this. So my next door neighbor um, has had a possum problem, and their dog found some baby possums underneath the bush. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. And uh, so I got a text, and... um, and she said, listen, we're going to set a cage out there. It's going to be kind of on your side of the fence here. We're, we're going to bait it and see if we can catch this thing because it's, it's causing some problems. So I said, okay. So sure enough, wake up this morning to a text that said, with a picture of this possum in this you know large raccoon trapping cage, right? And she said, and she said can you take care of this for me? I went, yeah, okay. So I took, I took the possum and I released it in the woods far away from the house. And then I thought... I don't even know what the rules are when it comes to that. Okay? Like, I know I'm okay. Like, I just, I took it out so I know it's the woods. I didn't just release it in somebody else's backyard and say, go mess with their deck. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay? That'd be a jerk. Right, but, so I did, I did release it in the woods, but I'm sitting here thinking, shoot. And I go, well, this is something Joe might know about. Like, like, so you get these traps, and I mean, this thing could have held a raccoon family, but then you're like, what the hell do you do with it once you've got it in the trap? So I, I took I it into the woods, but what if somebody doesn't know where the woods go or, or have woods to go dump it in? Well, and you would think that possums would have that sixth sense where they can kind of figure out and get back to where they once were. You know, I mean, listen, if, if geese and ducks can fly in the air and ha- they have no navigation system uh, wired into them that I know of anyway, they don't have a GPS tracker, but they always end up in the same location. I mean, if they can do it, you have to think that possums can do it, too. I mean, listen, I'm a believer that any animal that is still on this earth has figured something out. They're actually wildly intelligent to still survive. I mean, if saber-toothed tigers are no longer here, and then you got those big elephants with the big horns, they could make it as well. 
Uh, a lot of species. Those were called mammoths, mammoths those woolly, woolly mammoths, mammoths yes. or Curbs' yeah, nickname. Yeah, those things. Yeah, those, those things. The things with the horns, the elephants with the horns. And <laughs> so many of these animals, they haven't made it. And, you know, that's like kind of going back to humans. Like, we're, we're kind of hard to kill. Like, you know, Alex, for you, my advice to you when you brought home that new baby was, you know, hey, honestly, good luck to you. I'll give you a little advice to make you feel better. These things are hard to kill. We're pretty resilient, yep. rubbery little things that just do not die that easily. And, and same for possums. So, Curbs, I, honestly, I think if you put him in the woods, I, I have a funny feeling he's probably going to come right back to where he started from. Okay, so um, that was my concern. Young to take care of. Well, that was okay. So that was my concern. Was like, did I take him far enough away? Like it was, <laughs> it's a good enough ways away. And so I did the, I did the dizzy bat thing too, just to really mess it up. So before I took it out of the cage, I spun it around in like three circles, and it was, and it was in the back of the truck. So unless it's got an iPhone and GPS, it was really going to have to figure. Did out. Did you really spin him around like no, in a pinata no, when you blindfolded? I, him? No, but it was. But again, I mean, I, I just, I, I drove, I. I don't know. I drove around the block a few times and then just tried to confuse it. You know, what are you going to do? This thing was pissed off. He took it downtown this thing St. Was not Louis. Okay, then, back. All right, now, then one more thing. And, and Alex, you, you're now part of the club and the girl dad club here. And Joe will appreciate this. Okay, so my daughter Gabby looks out the window and sees this thing in the cage because it was on that side of the house. Outside her bedroom window, she sees this in the cage. And, and again... I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I got to get rid of this thing. Where, where am I going to take it? I'll just take it out to the woods near my dad's house or something like that, right? Okay, no problem. Then your daughter speaks up and she goes, "Man, can you imagine being one of their kids though? Mom and dad just went out to go hunting for food oh. at night and never came back." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, what you, like I mean, again, girl, dad. Well, I had girl, that dad. <laughs> it didn't happen with my daughter, but it happened with my wife, who was seven months pregnant at the time. I told you guys and I told our listeners that I took care of a mole in my backyard the other day. Well, this was back when Katie was pregnant, and the first one was out there, and I found it. And when I dug it up, I must have hit it with a shovel, and it died. And she came out and she saw that I killed the mole and she started bawling in the backyard that I killed the mole. Okay, what did you do with the mole then? Well, I put it in two plastic bags and then I wrapped it in the trash can. Okay, so like, and because that would stink if that was on the day after trash was picked oh, up. Oh, no, it was the it day would, of trash. Oh, see, then you're lucky. Yeah. No, the- yeah, I, I, I tell you guys, I, I go back to this a lot, you know, as far as the respect of these animals. And I think you guys did the right thing by putting it out to the woods because you got to keep these things going. You know, two things, you know, speaking of wives that... Uh, that, I, that I really kind of learned to not do anymore as a husband. I, I started doing this, and I really should stop doing it. When my wife was really pregnant and uncomfortable, and she was like, you know, kind of whining one day, I said, I think I told you this before, I said, well, honey, at least you're not an African elephant. And, and she got kind of quiet. And she, what? I go, at least you're not an African elephant. And I go, what is the hell is that supposed to mean? I go, well, their gestation period is like 11 months, and ours is only technically nine. So but at least really you're getting this thing out in nine months. Well, it's technically 10. Yeah, I think yeah. there's technically 12 if you kind of include the other month. And uh, she said, that doesn't help me at all. I go, okay, well, at least you're not a possum. So let's go back to your story, Curbs. And she goes, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I go, well, possums are marsupials, meaning that they're the only um, uh, animal north of Mexico, believe it or not, that are marsupials, which means they carry their young amount in their sacks, kind of like a kangaroo. So, you know, when this thing comes out, at least you can kind of put it to nap or kind of go away and get a babysitter because you don't have to see them all day. I actually respect the hell out of possums. They're around their kids 24-7. It's pretty pretty remarkable. Joe, Joe, Joe references the animal planet to okay. try and make his pregnant wife feel better. Okay, wait. I'm gonna... and, I, and I do it, and I do it, and, I, and I, the best part is, the, it's actually the best part, I do it in my, my Marlon Perkins voice, like, you should not marsupial because they are carrying a young all the time. And so, she goes, will you shut up and just do the dishwasher? Well, all right, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trump you on the things you shouldn't say to your wife. 
Okay. Yeah, this this got this off is, the rails. This was about so Gabby at the point. Gabby's probably about six months, seven months old, right? And second kid, and we're just getting we're just getting our ears absolutely boxed in life at this point in time, right? We don't know what end is up. And uh, sitting on the couch, it's eight o'clock at night. Both kids are sleeping. We're just tired, out of shape, right? I looked over at Christy and I went, "We're fat." <laughs> <laughs> I got the I got the old excuse me and I went wait I said we I threw me in there too and I'm not hey listen honest to God I'm not making this up I said listen if your husband can't say it who can say it she goes I just gave birth six months ago I go it's not about that I go it's like eight o'clock at night we don't have the energy to even move anymore literally the next day I went up to 24-hour fitness got a gym membership and we started going to work on it but I would recommend not following my lead on that one and waiting a few more months that would be uh stay away from that one yeah, that wow. would be smart. we're fat <laughs> Joe I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a hockey question before we let I you thought go we were gonna do more of that tonight I, I was taking I, Joe well, off the hook I here that's your We'll only give them yeah. one here so we can save we, the rest We don't for get much broadcast. of a chance to go off the rails sometimes That's anymore. That's not so that. true. It happens an awful lot. Oh. In the but Curbs and I are going to get into this a little bit later, but I'm curious. Watching a lot of these players get into the lineup, we saw Costin last night, McEachern, Clifford, Sanford, Joshua. Where do you think this stands in terms of Craig Berube viewing this roster with all of these guys competing for playing spots once the playoffs start? I think, I think tonight's another big, big game for a lot of the young players. You know, I'm looking at a player like the Santini draw back into the lineup. Keep in mind, he I think he led the team and hits a couple games ago. I know he finished with six. To me, that was probably near the top in that L.A. game. I think he's starting to really like Santini's game. The, the, the intriguing one for me is Mikola, and I mentioned this on the broadcast last night, Alex and Curbs, you know. Uh, with Vince Dunn kind of you know around the corner, hopefully being back soon, you, you had decisions to make because with guys being out, you're looking at some players who really kind of come in and really fill the roles very nicely. Mikola, to me, is one of those players. If you're going up against the Vegas Golden Knights or Colorado Avalanche, you're going to need some beef. You're going to need some heaviness on the back end. You're going to need that Pat Maroon style of player that the Blues just really have missed since Pat Maroon's exit. You know, Curves, you mentioned to me a lot as far as, like, was that a, um, a good move or a bad move not to bring Pat Maroon back after the Stanley Cup championship because certainly we've lost a lot of personality. I think Mikula can certainly bring that to the table. For the fourth line, I think this is probably the biggest line that – Craig Berube has to kind of sort out the top three lines. You know, your personnel, it's just a matter of kind of getting in the mix, right? Finding that chemistry. But the fourth line, you have a couple extra pieces. The Sammy blade just around the corner from returning. He's going to be an added piece as well. You got Clifford, Dakota, Joshua, Mackenzie, McEachern. The fourth line is going to be so important in these playoffs. It, it, it always is. Every time a team wins a championship, they're four lines deep, whether it be the penguins with Cullen through the middle, whether it be the blues in 19 with the, of course, Sunquist's lines through the, through the back end as well. So fourth lines to me are very valuable. They have a lot of pieces that can play roles in those parts. You love Clifford because of the experience. You love McEachern because of the speed. I've loved Dakota Joshua from day one, and this coach is in love with Dakota Joshua because he makes smart plays and he's ready to get after it. So I think tonight's going to be the last opportunity. It's certainly you hope that some individuals go out there, grab the moment, go out there and make an impression for this coach because this fourth line is, is to me, going to be that big matchup line. We saw it last night against the Felina line. Craig Ruby tried to get the fourth line out there with the Felina line as much as possible. That's a really hard matchup because he's experimenting. He's seeing how much they can handle, how much can Zach Sanford handle in the middle when he sees Felino coming flying at him or Greenway knocking him off the puck. You know, so I think for Sanford, another big night for him here tonight. Uh, Sammy Blay, if he draws in, I, I kind of can see him around that fourth line spot as well. So 
Uh, big debut, uh, not debut rather, but big auction uh, experience for a lot of these kids to go out there and show and show the people what they can what they can bring, and, and hopefully Craig Bruby sees some good things, good enough to move forward Monday with a confident direction of where this fourth line can be. Joe, bring more of that possum knowledge to the broadcast tonight with Curb starting at seven. Hey, can't wait. You know, they actually, believe it or not, I read this somewhere else too. Uh, if they get bit by a snake, they can actually like excrete the venom. They don't die. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, these animals that are still on this earth, they're here for a reason, folks. Joe, oh. and they're ugly as hell. This thing would, man, he was pissed <laughs> off. She was pissed. I don't know. I didn't get, I, I let it go. I didn't get close enough to figure out whether it was mom or dad. That's probably a smart decision. Joe, appreciate yep. the time, my man. We'll talk to you tonight. See you guys.